You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about the Halloween reboot, Phoebe Waller-Bridge joining Star Wars Han Solo, and Jack Nicholson coming out of retirement just for you. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, Simon! Hey, man, how are you? I am wonderful. I, I am 33 years old today. What? Is I am good? old. It's my Larry Bird birthday today. Uh, can I also wish you... Wow. Oh, my. Can I also wish you a very happy anniversary? Oh? Because it was a year ago today that we did our very first show together. Look at that. I, I didn't even... Nobody tells me these things. I, I'm I, so sorry I forgot our anniversary. I got you a present. <laughs> didn't. I didn't That's get okay. your present. I, I missed didn't. I forgive you. Out of your, that your sentence. The fact that you keep coming back each week is uh, is a gift to me. Well. I figured I would have scared you off long ago. <laughs> Folks, I am Jeff Snyder. You can find me on Twitter at, at the Insnyder, And I am editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com. Yes. Uh, and Simon? Hello there. Uh, I'm Simon Thompson. You can find me on Twitter at showbizsimon. Instagram at Showbiz Simon and on Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. Simon, I'm catching up to you mm. now. We're 33. Really? Yeah. You're still a couple of years behind me. Yeah. You, you, you little whippersnapper. But, but won't we meet somewhere in the middle? Because you're like, you have like a Benjamin Button thing going on. You just get younger, right? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> You're going to get Showbiz younger and I'm going to get older. I'm actually 79. Um, we yeah. had a good show this week, I don't know folks. where I am right now. Lots, I may have messed myself. <laughs> lots going on. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start, big guy? Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, probably the biggest news of the week. Jack Nicholson. Jack's back, baby! Jack Nicholson. Justin, Coming out of retirement. Justin Kroll busting this one out yeah, over at Variety. He kept that quiet when he was on the show last week. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get any tip-offs about this no. one. Um, so yeah, Jack Nicholson looks like he's coming out of retirement, yeah. although we use that word loosely. Nobody it's really not really knew. retirement, he just really hasn't had a project that he wanted to make. Right. Because uh, he, he has said he's not retired. So this is a, a Tony Erdman remake. The mm-hmm. film is nominated for Best Foreign Language Oscar. A great movie, by the way. I still haven't seen it, actually. It's great. It's a bit fucked up, but it's a great movie. Right. It's yeah. a German comedy, yeah. right? There aren't many of those. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, guess Jack Nicholson saw this movie. He loved it. He yeah. lobbied for Paramount's Brad Gray to get yeah. the rights. Yeah, uh, and they were negotiating the rewrite, uh, the remake rights. And now Kristen Wiig is on board to play his daughter as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, I, by the way, I, lo- I love like the rap had a headline. It was like, are, is, was Kristen Wiig going to go full frontal for this movie? I was like, <laughs> really? that is yes. I was like, wow, that's quite the article. <laughs> Um, wow, it's no, suddenly become Mr. Skin? Now, no writer or director on no. board yet. And Jack has done this before. <clears throat> yeah. He did it with St. Vincent, mm. which ended up going to Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, do you think that this movie actually happens? Is this just something to keep Jack Jack's like in, in the game, so to speak? No, I think it'll happen. I can feel it in my water. I think this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether... I mean, the, the only member of the cast that I thought might change is Kristen Wiig. I could see Jack absolutely owning this lead role. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be absolutely superb. Um, I I wonder if if uh, Kristen is the interchangeable one, but no, I think it'll happen. I would uh, put money on it. Well, it's it's Will Ferrell and Adam McKay mm-hmm. producing. Yep. Adam McKay obviously has a lot of clout over on yes. the Paramount lot these days, and they work really well together. They tend to turn out really good stuff, right? And they've obviously worked with Christian Wiig yep. a lot as well. Yep. This is going under the Gloria Sanchez banner, mm-hmm. which I kind of like, uh, as as opposed to Gary Sanchez. Um, is there anybody you would like to see write or direct this movie? Well, when I heard that, obviously, it was going to be McKay behind it, I actually would really like to see his his take on it. Or Jay Roach hasn't done... I mean, he, he did, um, uh, was it, uh, the, the, the dinner with the schmucks? Dinner? Yeah, that wasn't that good. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was terrible. But then I was like, meet, you know, the first Meet the Parents was absolute comedy genius. That's true. I love Meet the Parents. So I think given the right material, he could absolutely nail this That's format great, movie. You know what? That's a really interesting call. Oh, it's thought, a thoughtful thank you. suggestion thank from you. you. Um, meet the Schmucks was just a terrible material. But either way, I think we're, we're, we'd all be happy to have one more from Jack. His last film was yeah. How Do You Know, which was not very good. The no. James L. Brooks film. No. Um, so yeah, let's, let's, let's genuinely excited me this week. Yeah. Genuinely excited me. Uh, the one that excited me a ton was, which one is that? Was yesterday's news Mm. about Halloween. Yes. This came out of nowhere. Mm. 
We knew that Miramax. I was uh, not expecting this. I didn't news. even. I'm not even sure if I knew that Blumhouse was involved or not. But um, uh, Blumhouse and Miramax ended up hiring David Gordon Green to direct this film, yeah. and he's going to co-write it with none other than Kenny Powers himself, mm. Danny McBride. Well, that, you, you say you didn't know Blumhouse was involved in this, but about a year ago, 18 months ago, that when the, sort of Blumhouse was mm-hmm. announcing a, a number of projects, they did say they were looking at the idea of doing a Halloween, and okay. John Carpenter was some. Maybe, I, I, maybe I just forgot involved. for some reason. But he's um, not mentioned in this announcement. Yes, he is. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. He made the announcement. He made the announcement on Facebook. Well, then he's very involved. I completely missed that. So he is uh, John Carpenter, the original Halloween director, is Mm -hmm. going to be involved in this. He hasn't been involved in in a lot of these movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's going to executive produce, Mm -hmm. and he said he might even do the score, which would be super exciting. so amazing. Um, I just love that Blumhouse and New York are taking a chance and doing something completely different by going with Gordon Green and McBride. Yeah. From what I understand of these two guys, they are huge horror buffs. Uh, David Gordon Green was developing the Suspiria remake for years. Yeah. He was attached to direct that. And Danny McBride, I know, is a, is a big horror guy. He loves Alien, and that's how he talked his yep. way into Alien Covenant. Yep. Uh, he, he impressed none other than Ridley Scott with his you know horror movie knowledge and whatnot. So... I just, I just like that they're not going with the typical horror voices. They're trying to do something different. I think you have to. Yeah. There's been how God knows how many movies in this franchise. Yeah. It has been awful of late. About, yeah. About fifty percent of them suck. More than fifty percent. Fifty one. Percent. Fifty one percent of them are bad. And the yeah. Rob Zombie films, uh, did you know? I didn't were, were like not, those. We're not good either. I tried to rewatch those quite recently, like nine yeah. months ago. So not good movies. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of this. David Gordon Green. I know mm. you know these guys are known for comedy, but David Gordon Green came out of drama. Yeah. So uh, yeah, high high hopes for this. Very couldn't high ask hopes. for Very much. Genuinely better. excited about that. Um, staying with kind of a horror bent. Um, yep. M Night Shyamalan uh, announced the split sequel this week. Well, now why does he not need to announce it? Isn't it obvious from watching the movie? Like, why else would you even have that ending if they weren't going to do something with it? Well, you say that. I say that, but referring back to a couple of weeks ago, there's a lot of the audience who don't didn't get that ending. So I, I think guess that's you're right because they're younger and, and they're not. Yeah. They don't even know what the hell they're looking that's at. That's why I was just like, "Who's the old? Who's okay. the old bald guy?" Fair I was enough. Like, it's me. Um, <laughs> it's me. This is really. I'm actually in the in the theater. You, you that's do quite look rude. like Bruce in the right thank light. You, thank you. Um, uh, interesting Bruce Willis anecdote. Um, I once got <laughs> anecdote alert. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did an interview with him a couple of years ago for Red. Um, and he's a notorious, difficult interview. He can be prickly, mm-hmm. to say the least. Um, we, we were doing a little little chit-chat, and I said that I work out where I am chronologically in the Bruce Willis movie timeline <laughs> by comparing our hairlines. <laughs> because Bruce Willis and I kind of lost our hair in the same succession. I see. He loved that. I thought he was going to punch me in the nuts, but he loved it. Maybe he'll be his son. So I got, in I got extra time. I got whatever. extra time in my interview. Um, okay, yeah. so M Night announces yeah. a split sequel. I think that this could be really cool. I mean, if it's Bruce Willis sort of going after McAvoy. Yeah, I mean, I I I enjoyed Split, but I didn't I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to love it. And a lot of yeah. people came out of the early screenings going, you know, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, I not. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was the but. Teaming him up with Bruce Willis for a sequel, I think, would actually work really, really well. And he was saying this week that he's done an 11-page outline for an Unbreakable sequel. So where those are going to intersect, whether we're looking at a So these are two different movies? Split 2 and Unbreakable 2? To me, it wasn't entirely clear. Yeah, it's... But I would certainly... I think there's a lot more to do with James McAvoy's character from Split. And I would like to see more Unbreakable. So, Hmm. we'll see. Um... What a hell of a year for Blumhouse, though. That movie did huge. Split did great. And and I'm pumped for Get Out, which is also, I think, is going to do really well. But I think they're also, because I I think they're not, they're not driven as a studio. They're more of a production house. I think they can kind of take these risks and innovative ideas where some studios might be a little bit concerned about putting up the money. They can kind of go and do these things and put them out there. And the risk is on them if rather only, than a studio. If only I had known what I know now 10 years ago when I was an intern at Blumhouse, had, yeah. a, had my foot in the door just the right time, Yeah, and then right before Paranormal Activity ends up coming out, uh, I bolted for, for this lovely world of who knew? trade journalism. Right. Who, who knows? Knew? Who knew? Uh, 
All right, let's move on to Star Wars. Okay. So Justin also broke a story this week about mm. um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the star of Fleabag, yeah. which I believe is on Amazon. Apparently so. I'm not aware of the show at all. Joining Han Solo in a CGI role. Yeah. Uh, so you don't watch the show? No. Neither neither do I. I've, I've never heard, heard of it. But I've heard it's great. Oh, no, no, no. I've heard great things about yeah. Fleabag. Uh, I just, and I'm an Amazon Amazon Prime member. I just don't use the interface i don't go to that like section of amazon prime or whatever i don't watch a lot of that stuff Do I, you? I, I i watch more than i did um about a year ago um so you are you a member yeah i am so yeah. you so you go to like amazonprime.com or whatever that it is i do but prime. i don't find it very easy to navigate to be honest with you and right. i find it quite difficult to find stuff i mean i uh, this is kind of really kind of a, a dull story but i i when i use amazon prime i tend to line up what i want to watch by using the interface that's great for an iPad mm-hmm. rather than the one that I use if I log on with my Mac. Interesting. So yeah. My iPad. So the interface to me so is old. really biz. I couldn't um, even watch really video on it. But, yeah. um, but like, you know, I use Hulu. I use I use Apple TV and they don't, you know, you can't watch no. Amazon Prime on Apple TV. No, and that's cannot. really what the problem uh, is for me. Anyways... Fleabag star, Phoebe mm-hmm. Waller-Bridge, CGI role in Han Solo. No one was quite sure what to make of it, what she could be playing, an alien creature, a Maz Kanata type, whatever. But I am here to tell you. Yes. We are going to make some Star Wars history right now. What? For I'm told that Phoebe Waller-Bridge mm. is going to be the first female droid in Star Wars history. So this is the droid you're looking for. This is the droid that you're looking for, perhaps. Right. Um... But yeah, C-3PO, R2-D2, K-2-SO, and now whoever Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to be. But she is the first female droid. Kind of cool. Is she going to be C-she-3PO? Probably not. Uh, just, okay. <laughs> well, that she, went down well. She-3PO? <laughs> She-3PO? Yeah, if, if anything. Um, C-she-3PO? A lot of a uh, lot of white British actresses, though, in in this Star Wars in this new Star Wars universe, yes. right? Right? Yeah. Am, am I am I not seeing things correctly? No. And what's crazy is just you know when I started hearing about the female lead in Han Solo, mm-hmm. everyone swore up and down she would be an actress of color, like you know that they were looking at yep. Goo Goo and yep. Tessa Thompson and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like w- w- I don't know what's going on here, but whatever. Hollywood does love a British female, though. You Brits are just so lovely. We're everywhere. <laughs> We're everywhere. Coming over here, All stealing right. those jobs. Well, you get to pick what is next, big guy. Uh, okay, David Fincher. Apparently this week registered his interest in uh, World War Z 2. Now, I, I, I actually, I took a lot of shit when I saw World War Z because I saw an early screening in the UK and I really loved the movie. And there was somebody on Twitter who I won't name, who launched into a tirade um, accusing me of, because bearing in mind that I'd seen the movie and this person hadn't, uh, launched into a tirade about how I was paid by the studio to say great things and they'd heard it was a shit show, blah, blah, blah. I really enjoyed World War Z. And when I heard they were doing a sequel, I was genuinely very pleased about that. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things to do. I really like the idea of David Fincher taking this story forward who doesn't like of course of course this is awesome i absolutely love him i don't love all of his but, work but i really like the idea of what he could do with world war z2 well I'm, it has been pulled from 2017 say, i'm glad you like the idea because it is not going to happen <laughs> oh. it is a it is going to be an idea only what would they have to do then to to make him or to get him to do it oh no he's in oh it, he is it, in like he want like you know they're negotiating. He wants to do it. He's right. there. If you're making, you so know, why do you say it's not going to happen? Because they don't want to make it with David Venture or not. They don't want to do it. Like really? they reassessed everything. That's why they pull it off the calendar. Not because I mean it's not but ready. It was, it was it was a w- profit. The first one was a profitable movie. Barely. It was not. It was, it was. It you know because of all that you know the third act having mm. to be reshot and all the reshoots like that it put on another huge expense. Yeah, hiring people like Damon Lindelof who doesn't work cheap. Um, yeah, I mean that sent it over budget and so it thinned the margin. Uh, mm. You know the profit margin. Um, now with David Fincher as great as he is, yeah, and, and how you know there's probably an audience of people who would just go see this movie even if they weren't you know otherwise inclined. Yeah. Because it's a David Fincher film, you know, he has that loyal audience. Yeah. Uh, he's also a guy who's prone to going over budget, you know? Mm. 
and they they can't afford to have that again. And this new film, the sequel, would be at a proposed lower budget right. than the first film. Um, that would be a mistake. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see them strip they, budget. They can't afford to go bigger because then you get Star Trek Beyond. I mean, that lost Which like a hundred million dollars. Like, I, I know you liked it, but it wasn't. It's not a good movie, and it lost a ton of money. Uh, we'll agree to disagree on that. I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> It's, uh, not, it's not Citizen Kane, but I did enjoy that movie. I enjoyed World War Z. I'm mm-hmm. with you on World War Z, where yeah. like I thought that movie was going to be a disaster, and it ended up being a lot pretty of people good. did. A lot of people yeah. just wrote it off before I, it came out. Right. I I liked it. I thought that they saved it, mm. and I uh, would definitely be down to see a sequel because I love Brad Pitt. Yeah. And of course, I want to see Fincher working with Brad Pitt again. Like th- that is a great idea. But you know, it's he's been at the table. Mm. If they wanted to make the movie, they would have signed him and, you know, just pushed the release date or whatever. But instead, they took it off the calendar entirely because I don't think it, this new Paramount regime is interested in it. It's too much of a risk. Okay. That's that's what, I, I, that's what I've heard. Yeah, but I... Which is why Boris was like, you know, they're shutting down Friday the 13th. Like, they both got pulled off the calendar in but the same But nobody's crying out release. for another Friday the 13th movie. I mean, that last one... But are people crying out for World War Z 2? I am. I think there's more people interested in Friday and a new Jason Voorhees movie than Fred, than World War Z. You see, I would I would disagree, and here's why: because I think that if you're looking at uh, look, let's look at a month of release for World War Z, okay, I think you're going to see less of a drop off in ticket sales and stronger word of mouth if it's a good movie uh, for World War Z sequel than you are Friday the Thirteenth. We're talking because, about different things. Like one's a tentpole and one's a little horror movie, but. Yeah, but I mean, just looking at look at you know, sort of you know, week on week returns, horror tends to have quite a large drop off. But I think if you put something that's action and zombies, I think you're gonna you're going to kind of your drop off week on week is going to be but considerably it's, it's, less. It's not about the drop off; it's about what they cost. Uh, World War Z two, to me, I think it's the right call not mm. doing this movie right now for the, for Paramount right now. Okay, um, they need to. They need to wean themselves off those franchises that they see, have. See, I don't think we'd see... I mean, you're talking about right now. I don't think we'd see um, World War Z 2 now until 2019. If if at all. But yes, I, I think it's at least that If long. I was Paramount and I'm going to put eggs in a franchise basket, I would definitely look at World War Z as a... I wouldn't completely write that off at all. They have Pit, which is like, yeah. you know, a good thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. For, uh, for, but speaking of Friday the 13th, that <clears throat> yeah. was an interesting report... Um, so that was supposed to come out this October, mm. and it's you know it's always funny to me when they move a Friday the Thirteenth because they have to push it six months essentially to hit the next Friday the Thirteenth on the calendar. So that would be April twenty eighteen, but uh, but Boris came in and said they're just they're shutting it down. Now what I understood, what, you know, my interpretation of they're shutting it down was yeah. this movie was in pre production, trying yep. to like start shooting next month or mm-hmm. whatever. It didn't have cast yet, but it was going to start shooting this spring. For a fall release, yeah, and so they just shut the office down. Like, I don't think that the project is just gone. Like, the rights are too valuable. They got the rights as part of that Interstellar rights swap with Warner Brothers. Correct. Like, yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's basically like you gave Warner Brothers a piece of Interstellar for nothing. Yeah. In a sense, so like they are going to do something with Friday the Thirteenth. It just won't be as soon as we all thought. That's all. I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've, we've seen the last of the franchise. I mean, this happens often. I mean, what was the studio that owned um, Hellraiser for a while? To me. Dimension? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Could, could have been. Um, sometimes these studios, they do tend to hang on to the rights for, for quite a while. If they have the rights for like five or ten years, they will wait until the end of that. I just don't... I mean, I would be open to the idea of a Friday the 13th movie. I just don't think we need it right now, and I think it would have to be really, really strong to come back. Because horror at the moment, I think expectations are very high. They are. It was and a good year last year. Yeah, it was a very strong year. I mean, financially and also with regards to, to quality. Mm-hmm. So I think if you are going to do that, um, I think you have to wait and you have to really work on it. And it has to be something very strong. I mean, I, I rewatched the, the one they released a couple of years ago, um, the, the Friday the 13th movie. And it was just not a great movie. No. It was half completely unforgettable. It was bad casting. It, it real was not, bad casting. Yeah. Who's it? Like Daniel Panabaker or something? Yeah. It's like the it CW not, stars. Yeah. Um, 
can't go in that direction. Uh, and I think that they need to do something like get a David Gordon Green and a Danny McBride. Yeah, so I would just... say if you are if you are still looking to do this, well, obviously yeah. they're taking off the schedule right now. Offices close down for productions all the time. You you know as well as I do. So many movies get to that point where they're almost about to start and then something one of the pins sure. falls out yeah it happens all the time so it's no big thing but i think they would they would be better off to delay that by about five years really work on it really get a strong cost do, five no, year delay for friday the 13th no, I, I i would do that and i would work on it in a similar vein to what universal are doing Oof. with their uh, reboot of their universal a, monster franchise that is a lot of work and lot of, well i think you know if friday if, the 13th does not have this is not like the monsters universe no but no i'm not comparing it to the monsters universe i'm comparing it to the model where you basically you go okay let's go back to the drawing board with this let's work on it for a few years let's build something around it let's get some big names involved whether it's producers directors talent etc etc and if we're gonna do it we're gonna do it hard i think that's what i would personally do i i don't know why anyone would need five years to develop a friday the 13th movie this thing writes itself i don't think it's that tricky and i think that this latest iteration was on the right track but we can move on from friday the 13th okay let's talk about you had mentioned a couple of sequels that uh one is going to happen one probably never will happen uh strangers and dread yeah so the stranger sequel was announced to shoot this summer right yes correct uh yeah it's a movie that a lot of people have forgotten about the strangers i liked it it was a great movie it didn't i mean i was in the uk when it came out it kind of didn't really do much at the box office but i think it did okay over here it did very yeah Yeah. i think it did pretty well it was it was the great trailer that's what it was people got fucking freaked out at that trailer yeah it was i mean it was creepy as fuck and a lot of movies since then have kind of taken that idea and they've run with it. I mean, we saw Hush on uh, on Netflix. We've seen The Purge kind of taking, you know, home invasion, you know, the threat outside kind of thing. Um, I would, I'm really interested to to see um, a sequel to The Strangers. Um, but it's not with Liv or, or Scott Speedman, or will they be in it not, for like maybe Well, they're not mentioned right now. I'm assuming they wouldn't. I'm assuming it would be a different couple. Yeah, for like I I reported on this movie back at the wrap, right. um, and I think it's. I think it's very different. I think it's like another family like being chased around like a trailer park or something like that. That would work. Like an industrial I'm assuming it's going to be theatrical, right? Or they're not going to do like a... It's not going to go to, to VOD or it's not going to go uh, straight to DVD. That, that, or... that I don't know. That could easily wind up on VOD. Yeah. Which would be a shame because I think done right. I think it could be a really good... But it had the first one had Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler, one of the most successful actresses of all time. Yeah. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. But I do like Liv because Tyler. Because of Lord of the Rings and Armageddon, she can, yeah, like, true. Liv Tyler in a movie gets it financing. Like, uh, she has a lot of value overseas. That's really interesting. Yes, it is. Um, Where is she now? I have no fucking idea. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll call her. I'll text her. That won't be creepy. That would be great. Yeah. Dread 2. Um, you're saying that it may be animated? Well, yeah. I, I mean, say we'll probably never see this there's movie. A, let's give some backstory to this. There is, I think it's Castlevania, which is the, the, the computer game. There's going to be an animated uh, version of that as a TV series that's going to be on Netflix. So the producer of that, uh, which is Adi Shankar, was doing interviews uh, this week, and he basically said that if Dread 2 happens, it would be likely that it would be an animated TV series rather than probably, a live action movie. Probably because they don't have the live action rights. It's yeah. Probably the studio. I just, but I'm also, I would be interested in seeing a, a Dread 2 live action movie. If it's going to be an animated series I or an animated movie, I would be less interested in that. I don't. Who? Yeah. I, I, think I don't, that goes across I don't the think board. many people really want to see that. I don't think that is Dread 2. That no. is just a different Dread thing. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of sequels, Bad Boys for Life shifted. It sounds like Will yeah. Smith uh, is going to do Dumbo. Yes. And so that uh, caused the delay. And so with that delay, Sony has just said, let's just take part four off the off the calendar for now. But, but also that kind of makes sense to me because... I don't know why there, part four was ever on a no, calendar before. It seemed like kind of a... Make one fucking movie at a time. You've heard it. You heard it here, just Sony. No, I just think, but as, as bad boys, I think also because of age, I think because of a shift in audiences, I would say that... Bad Boys 3 would be a really nice round-off point. I mean, there's a lot of franchises that push for that fourth or fifth movie, and they really should have stopped at three. Really good example, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 4, bad idea. Shit movie. Leave it at three. I think that these things really work nicely as as a three. Listen, here's the thing. You can round it off really nicely. I love Bad Boys. So do I. I don't love Who Bad doesn't? Boys too. People, some, a lot of people think Bad Boys is better than Bad Boys. Those people are crazy. Mm, yeah. Bad Boys is a fucking maybe even a, a perfect. It's like yeah. it's a fucking great movie. It's the Citizen Kane of buddy movies. <laughs> it, re- 
Um, with, and with and some... I so I love I love Will Smith and Martin Lawrence together. Mm-hmm. I love Joe Carnahan as well. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be he could be great for this franchise. That said, I don't know how many people are really interested in seeing Martin Lawrence play this character again. He is not the Martin Lawrence of the mid nineties. He, you know, he is not a movie star anymore. Um, he is not. No. So the only thing that you can really do with this franchise, and I don't know if you know how much part three was going to be like this. I don't know what the plan was. You have to give it to the next generation. You have to give it to bad boys. These guys, these are like bad grandpas. Oh, uh, Will, Will Smith and be, Martin no, Lawrence. Be very careful what you're wishing for. No, no, no. You give this be franchise very careful. to Michael women. B, to Michael women. B. Jordan. Give it to women. No. Queen Latifah. No, no, no. Jada Pinkett Smith. You uh, think like a studio executive, please, for for two seconds. I just no. I think just you give this franchise to Michael B. Jordan. That is what you right. do. And like John Boyega. John Boyega is Martin Lawrence's kid, and you know it's like this I, is a, this I just is a don't want to see that. No, I want to see one final Will Smith Martin Lawrence together. Popeye's chicken eating motherfucker. <laughs> okay. I, I want to see that. I don't want to see. The kids. I don't want to see somebody else in the roles. I don't want to see a fourth or fifth or sixth movie. I don't want to see a new generation. Let's let's end it here with those two guys back in the driving seat, full circle. But there needs leader. to be you, there needs to be another element to the film, Simon. You can't just have those two guys. The only element. Mark Lawrence is no. fifty-one years old. You want to see, and he's like overweight. Like you want to see him roll doing barrel Welcome rolls behind cars and Welcome shit. to my world. I'm not 51. Um, but no, I just... No, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but, but I just think, don't don't mess with what you've it, got. It's, it's the same way they introduced uh, Pesci, you know, in, in part okay, in Lethal okay, Weapon okay, 3, okay, right? Okay, okay, say fuck you at the right? drive-thru. You ha- fuck you at the drive-thru. You've drive-thru. got Mel and Danny Glover for yeah. two movies, but you need something to turn on that third film. So whether it's a Joe Pesci character... Female boss. Whether it's adding Kevin Hart to the fucking mix as, yes. as, their, as their boss. Yeah, you is know, he available? Like, I don't fucking know what it is, but... They need something. No, you see, I would, I, I get that, and I think they do need to add something in there to take it. But I just, I just want to see Will Smith, and Martin Lawrence back in the leads. Um, we are, we have a lot more show left, folks. But uh, right now, Simon has some homework. Uh, I do. Um, I have it written down, which is good. I tried to do this. You stuff brought it in today. I'm, I'm glad I, the I dog did. didn't need it. No, that is true. Um, although my dog is tending to eat some really weird stuff at the moment right now. Um, so we've talked about this on the show before. Blue Apron. And food and movies going together really, really well. Well, Blue uh, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. That's a big place. It's it's a, a large territory. It, it, absolutely. And it takes two days to get my stuff from Amazon across the country. You know, but when it comes to food, these guys deliver. They literally do deliver. That is what they do day in, day out. Uh, their mission is to make uh, incredible home cooking um, accessible to everybody. You know, you get home after a screening and it kind of can't be... You can't be bothered. I make, I make cereal. Yeah. I can't cook. But okay, if I so, had Blue Apron, I'd be all set. Yeah, and you kind of order a pizza, and you're like, ah, yeah. it's going to take like half an hour. 40 minutes it takes to right. basically make a meal from Blue Apron. 40 minutes is not a long time. I ordered takeout the other night. I spent $30 on it. It took over 40 minutes to get there. A meal for Blue Apron costs about $10, and you'll made it from scratch in 40 minutes, which is absolutely quite incredible. Sounds healthy and nutritional. You. It is. I mean, they do loads of stuff. I mean, if you like nuts, you like nuts, right? Who doesn't like nuts? Love them. Who doesn't like nuts? Uh, cashew chicken stir-fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice. Boom. 40 minutes on your plate in your mouth. It's pretty damn satisfying, right? Um, udon noodle soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs. I love noodles. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, it's affordable, it's flexible, it's easy, it's guaranteed. If you check out this week's menu uh, on the website, you also get your first three meals free with free shipping, two frees. We like free. That is my favorite price. Go to blueapron.com slash meat, M-E-E-T, not M-E-A-T. So blueapron.com slash meat. It's going to happen. It's going to be delivered to your door. You can make fresh food, 40 minutes, in your mouth, stick on a movie. That is satisfaction, my friend. Yes, it is. And, spe- and speaking of satisfaction... Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, what else do you want to talk about? Um, there's going to be a Star Wars spoof. Did you see that news? From, I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I genuinely got this email this week, and a little bit of me died. Um, it just... To, I, no, I... No, to I, me, I said... Okay, I, let me, let me go, get on my go, soapbox. Go, go, okay. Go. I love Star Wars. I have loved some spoof movies. They were great... At the time, there's a lot of these spoof movies that happen that nobody goes to see, 
that nobody's really that interested in. I just don't think we need a Star Wars spoof movie. We had a sci-fi spoof movie. It was Spaceballs. That was like 30 years ago. It was 30 years ago, (laughs) and do you know what? It's still good. We do not need another one. The title is terrible. The title is terrible. The title is really... I can't believe anybody signed off that title. That's the the beauty of the title, because no one is going to say the title, so they just call it Star Wars spoof. It's just... They can't call it's it. They can't say the awful. word Star Wars, right? No but one they can famous, let everybody else say the word no Star Wars. No one famous is going to be in it. No one really. I know. Listen, no, here, I, here's the thing. Who they, put they, money behind this? The same people who do the other ones. Um, do and they I make think, money off I these? I think they do. There was the there was the Hungover Games a couple of years ago. Shit. People will watch that shit on Netflix. Like thirteen year old kids will watch that shit on Netflix. Anyways. <sighs> To, that, to me, Terrible. they got beaten to the punch because every Star Wars movie now is a Star Wars spoof. Boom! They are all spoofs of the original Star Wars. It's comical how ridiculous some these movies have gotten. I'm going to find the title of this movie and I'm going to so, just show you how <laughs> shit it is. So please, please do. Let me um, just pull this up. Hang on. Uh, pull it, Simon. Pull it. Star Wars spoof. We got dead air, kid. No, it's fine. It's uh, it's fine. I was tipping away. Okay, here it is. Um, this was announced in Berlin. Uh, the duo behind Scary Movie, um, so that's uh, Jason uh, Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer. You did say duo, right? Duo. Okay. Uh, Scary Movie franchise, epic movie, Vampire Suck. We all remember that one. <laughs> I yeah. haven't seen any of these movies, to be, to be clear. I, I enjoyed the Scary Movie franchise. I hated Epic Movie, and I hated Vampire Suck. And there was a really terrible superhero spoof that happened as well, which is awful. Here's the title. Star Worlds Episode XXXIVE equals MC Squared. The Force Awakens The Last Jedi Who Went Rogue. Right. I mean, what the fuck is that? Nobody's going to call it that. Again, it's a brilliant title because we're all going to use Star it's- Wars shorthand. It is the now the Star Wars spoof, and they've got that branding without even having to do it. It's ju- that genuinely angered me. There was that, and there was a a, a a Fifty Shades Darker press release that landed in my inbox this week, which mm-hmm. was like, "Build your own red room." No, I'm not interested in that film. Build in your, building a build in, your own. I already have mine. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I had mine before the movie. Well, that, that's um, that's kind of weird. I, I get ahead of trends. <laughs> Mike Myers to play Del Close, his yeah. his own comedy mentor. Mm. Uh, big, you know, imp- name in, in improv. Del yep. Close. Yep. Worked closely with Chris Farley, John Belushi, Bill Murray, Dan mm. Aykroyd. Uh, I think it's really cool. I think it's awesome. I'm I'm really ready for Mike Myers to make a big screen. I love uh, yeah. Live I love Mike comeback. Myers. I love him. I think he's great. He's sort of taking a, a page out of the Jim Carrey playbook here. Yep. Like, you know, I maybe this movie's really good and gets some awards attention. I don't know. Could do. I actually... Here's the thing. I actually... Um, you might have seen my, my tweet about it this morning. Uh, I was on the, the Paramount lot this week, uh, not doing World War Z2. Um, <laughs> to, to talk to Brad about World War Z2 I was saying, Hey, Brad, we should do this movie. Um... We should get Martin Lawrence to do it. Uh, and uh, Wayne's World is 25 years old next week. 25 yeah. years old. So I was talking to Penelope Spiris. Oh? Mm. Oh? Yeah, I stuck an interview up last night on Forbes um, to talk about this, talk about the budget of the movie, to talk about the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I can't wait for that. We were just talking about my Myers. We were both like, he really should do more stuff. And also we talked about the possibility of Wayne's World 3. I have a brilliant idea for Wayne's World 3, but what, what, well, is, what she, did she say? What she was she saying, say? she, I mean, you can, you can read the whole article if you go to Forbes.com and search Simon Thompson. Um, she was basically saying people come to her with scripts all the time and ideas for Wayne's World 3. Really? Okay. All the time. But she doesn't have the rights. Obviously, it's a no, Paramount yeah. thing. So she's like, send the scripts to Paramount. She right. would absolutely. I said, what about you and Dana Carvey and Mike Myers reuniting and doing it? And she was like, I would very much be open to that. And she was like, but obviously they... You know, the whole thing was about, you know, the teenage exuberance, early 20s, that kind right. of thing. So you couldn't have Mike and Dana doing the no, same, it the would same have, thing. They'd have to have kids. It or would one have of the, to one be of them, kids. Yeah, one, either both or one of them would have to have kids. Yeah. I would say, personally, I would go one. 
I think so too, and I think it would be Garth. Yeah. Garth would be a family man with kids. Wayne and would Wayne still would be still living in the have basement. Like this existential crisis, yeah. right? And like, I need to find Cassandra. Like, I want to start a family while we still can. But she's up for it. I mean, Whatever I, it is. obviously they had, you know, with the, with the movie, it's it's kind of well documented that uh, that there was a it was, it was a lot of turbulence on set. Um, she had a vision for the movie. Mike Those guys Myers. got thrown in, you know, from SNL, like to become movie stars all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think. Mike Myers has probably learned a lot since. But also she came from, I mean, again, this is all covered in the interview, but she came in from sort of movies with, you know, very small amounts of money and was given this, you know, I think it was $14 million right. to make the movie, which for, 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 for Penelope was a massive She came from budget. like rock and roll, right? Yeah, and you had a lot of people involved in it. You had Lorne and the studio kind of left her alone to do this movie. Um, you know, the, the test screenings were, you know, the results were through the roof. Mike wasn't there for the screenings because unfortunately his his dad died, so he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, and she said she would be very open to re-teaming with um, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, and taking the helm. And I think that would be a really good idea. Hmm. So... But anyway, um, the, the, the interview's up on Forbes, and I'll, I'll tweet a link later on. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Um, Sweetheart got announced this week. Do you yes. Know what, did you see what that is? I, uh, no, Have you I, seen Slight yet? Have I seen? Slight. No. Okay, so Slight comes out in April, again, okay. from Blumhouse and WWE. They picked it up at Sundance last year. Okay. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, directed by J.D. Dillard. Uh, former bat, he used to work a bad robot. I believe he's a bad robot assistant. Okay. Um, so he announced his follow-up movie this week. Mm. It's called Sweetheart. It's like a survival horror movie, and it's going to start Kiersey Clemens from Dope, and she was going to be Iris West in yes. The Flash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god, I love Dope. That's such a great movie. Yeah. Um, I think I might even like Slight more, but uh, I think J.D. Dillard is a super talented young director, and mm. I'm uh, very excited that he got an actress of Kiersey Clemens's caliber. Well, talking about Blumhouse, someone was saying actually Friday the Thirteenth. We were talking about earlier. Maybe mm-hmm. Blumhouse should take that on and do that. That's not a shitty idea. They should, but I mean, you know, focus on Halloween. It's like you can't just take on all these reboots and be re- like that's what happened to Platinum Dunes, and I think that's why yeah. some of the movies didn't work. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, so yeah, congrats to J.D. Dillard on setting up his next thing. I saw that uh, last Friday, Hollywood Reporter dropped a cool scoop late at night. Sarah Paulson, mm. who was is red hot coming off the People vs. O.J. Simpson series on yep. FX, where she played Marsha Clark. She's going to start Amazon's Lost Girls. This is a book that I read a year or two ago. It's incredible. And it's about all these uh, essentially Craigslist murders, like the, a, a string of prostitutes being killed on Long Island. Right. Um, fan, and it's like about you know the, the mother of one of the girls leading the charge okay. for justice. A fantastic book. Check it out by Robert Kolker, Lost Girls, and Sarah Paulson is a, a kind of a coup, I think, for for Amazon. She's, I absolutely. She's a really good actress. She's so good. I've come around on her. I, I wasn't always. Did a you huge, not really? I wasn't always a huge Sarah Paulson fan. But really? Yeah. Why not? She's, yeah, I don't know. What didn't you like her in? I mean, I only really became aware of her. Studio 60, I think. I wasn't... Okay. But I wasn't a fan of that show in general. No, so I maybe wasn't. that was like my first exposure to her. Yeah. Uh, I liked her in Martha Marcy. Um, she's been... She, you see, she was I, in, I, uh, 12 Years a Slave. She was good in that, too, right? I forgot she was in that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, she was good. Great um, in that, actually. Yeah. What's next? Do you have anything else on your list? Uh, I got a bunch of stuff. Okay, so. cool. Let's run through some of your stuff, and then we can talk about the releases uh, coming up this week. So there are three big movies. I just thought, you know, out. like, so Ryan Gosling signed with CAA this week. Yeah. That was interesting. That was a big deal. I mean, it's not like, you know, he's been without a representative. He's, he's had Eileen Feldman, who was his agent. Then she's like, I'm getting out of agenting. I'm going to become a manager. Yeah. So, he, you know, she's been functioning as that point person. Mm. But now, uh, you know, he now has his first major agency in CAA. Hell of a signing for them. Um, there was a John Kennedy Tool biopic. He wrote Confederacy, a Confederacy of Dunces, right? I believe I think so. so. Yeah, uh, that's going to start Thomas Mann, okay. who I think is a really good young actor, and Susan Sarandon and Diane Kruger. Thomas Mann also starring in this movie called Beef, uh, where he like he's like a fast food manager or something who who either makes a ten thousand bet or whatever he has. He, he ends up owing someone ten thousand dollars, and he d- decides he's going to try to rob the fast food store where he. Uh, works fast food okay. restaurant. Is that going to be comedy drama? I don't know what the tone of that will be. That'll be interesting. Um, Vita and Virginia, Ava Green and uh, Gemma Arterton, starring in like a Virginia Wolf lesbian romance kind of movie. I think uh, The Rock is signed up for this fighting with my family. 
Okay. About like a female wrestling fan and, and her and encouraging her kids to get into wrestling or whatever. Okay. Um, he's going to have a cameo in that. He's producing it. Uh, right. Imagine it, it's going to have some wrestling stars in it. Fox won a huge bidding war for this vampire uprising book that has been compared to World War Z, but okay. with vampires. That was a big deal. Um, there's a Jonas Salk movie that someone won a bidding, uh, bidding war for. You know, the cure for polio. That could be kind of interesting. Have you seen um, um, a cure for wellness? No. Have you? No, I haven't. I, I saw some reviews. That I'm, I'm very into It's out next Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I think the trailer looks really, really good. It's a, it's a Gore think, Verbinski. But I think the, it looks cool, too. I read a Variety review this week, and it was kind of lukewarm. The reviews are not encouraging. I don't think I'm going to end up seeing this movie in theaters but unless I'm super bored. amazing. It's two and a half hours. I say long, long movie. Two and a half Gore hours. Gore Verbinski tends to do that. I mean, his... His Lone, Pirate, Ro- Lone Ranger. Pirates of the Caribbean. Overlong movies. When is a studio going to fucking rein this guy in? You cannot... If you're selling a genre movie like this, you cannot have a two and a half hour runtime. No. You can't do it. Someone at Fox has to step up there and be like, what is going on? Or New Regency, whoever made the movie. Um, it was mind-blowing that that movie had that running running time. Who do, I think who th- do that, think that should want? be a really good excuse for a movie to be over two hours long. Yeah. A really it sounds good, like a really reviews, good reason. This does not have a really good reason, uh, which Car- is a shame because I, I love Dean DeHaan. I think he, I I really enjoy watching him. I like him too, but you know, he's made some fucking questionable choices. He lately. has no, absolutely. Uh, there's just so much Berlin, 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 Berlin. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, Fede Alvarez formed a new company, Bad Ombre. I think that was cool. Yeah. Uh, Kerry Washington signed up for some movie. That, that just some of these movies. Andrew Riseborough, Nancy, Uncle. There's an Uncle Drew movie. Crawl wrote a big story about uh, based I, on I, Kyrie Irving's commercials for like an elderly black guy who like shows up at basketball courts and like right. schools on younger guys. And like you should you should have heard like the reasoning behind you know making. So take, isn't that kind of like movie. a black version ridiculous. of Rip Torn's sort of dodgeball character, effectively? It was just like one of those announcements where it's like, this cannot ever be happening. We're like, really? No. Kevin Smith. Speaking yeah. of things not happening. Uh, yeah. I, Kevin Smith announced a Jane Sound Bob reboot. Now, I love Jane Sound Bob Strike Back. Me and my friends would quote that all the time. Yep. Kevin Smith, one of my all time favorites, even though, uh, you know, some of his movies lately have been odd. Yeah. Um, listen, Kevin. Loves to talk, loves to announce projects. Sometimes they get off the ground, sometimes they don't. Yep. Sometimes he, has, you know, he doesn't have the rights to Clerks or the rights to Mars, but he does have the rights to Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. So he wrote a reboot, um, posted the, you know, the cover page on Instagram or whatever. What do you think about this? Do you want another Jay and Silent Bob movie, or, or have we moved on? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, uh, no, I, like you, I love Jay and Silent Bob. Great characters. Yep. Loved Strikes Back. Um, I think we've learned our lesson from Clark's two that sometimes you just wait a second. Are you about to tell me that Clerks two is not a good movie? I didn't like it. Oh, that's crazy. Clerks two is good. I did not like it. Nope. Wrong. No. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> Di- different opinion. Not wrong. Um, yeah, no, sad. I, I did. Sad. sad. <laughs> You're wrong. You're losing. Wrong. See sad. you in court. See you in court. Uh, of course he will. He's a fucking judge. Wait, that's we just, where we he just got out of work. Yeah, <laughs> we just got like, out of court. Uh, that's where I am. Are you basically saying I'm going to come by your office? Do, Lovely. Do you think this will actually happen with Jane and Bob the reboot? No. Yeah. No. And I, I kind of hope it. I mean, I like you. I love Kevin Smith. I love his work. I mean, I love Red State, which was a movie that did not get a lot of love. It didn't do well at the oh, box yeah, office. Yeah, that Antus. Great movie. Um, you know, but no, I just I really enjoyed the movies that he's done. I don't necessarily want to see sequels to them. You know, I I really enjoy leaving a movie or even rewatching a movie and going like that was great. I wonder where it went. I don't actually have to know right. what happened next. It's sometimes nice to just wonder to just leave it hanging there. It's kind of funny how ahead of the the, the game Kevin Smith was in creating this view askew universe Massively. though. And now it's all about universes and like here he has this universe Massively. that he created and he's not really able to do much with it because the rights are like all over the place. But also if you take what he did with, with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back you know it, it was kind of a zeitgeist and I think to try and recapture that, to try and re-bottle that lightning, 
it's 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 going to be exceptionally hard to do. And when you have such a stellar cast like that, you know, which was which was current and eclectic, working brilliantly together, how do you do that again without it seeming? Things like Zoolander 2 tried to retread that right. with cameos and with, you know, pop culture and stuff like that. It's very difficult to do. I it just, is. I would say leave it alone. I, I believe in Kevin. I would be down to see another Jane Sound Bob movie. I just don't know if it will actually end up happening. Um, I think also, do audiences want it? I think so. He has a huge, he has a huge following. He, his following he, definitely wants he it. He does have a huge following. However, how has that translated to box office for Kevin Smith movies in the last five to eight years? It, it hasn't, which is, a, which is a tragedy, but it simply hasn't. He's got the fan base, but they're not coming out and buying the theatre tickets. Um, all right. There's a couple other things. Okay. Uh, Timothy Chalamet joining Steve Carell in Beautiful Boy. Yep. I, I misreported this at the time. I thought it was going to end up being Will Poulter. Uh, that didn't end up happening. Okay. I'm not sure what the reasons were, whether it was creative or scheduling. Uh, Ten minutes, cool. Um, so I, I think Tim, Timothy Chalamet coming off of uh, Call Me By Your Name, the huge you know gay film at Sundance where he's getting yeah. uh, a lot of attention. He he just makes sense as Steve Carell's son a little bit more than Will Poulter. Yep. Brad Pitt circling James Gray's Ad Astra. Mm-hmm. I think we're I think we're gonna have a column today on the tracking board just about like space movies and like all these stars. Everyone's trying to get to space. Yeah, like that's like the final frontier for an actor. I think all these guys just want to like mess around in zero g. Well, there's that, but I, I had a conversation. Oh, carefully, don't fall over this name. I'm about to drop. Oh. I had a conversation with um, Denis Villeneuve this week. Yeah, uh, good old Dennis. Um, and we were talking about how there seems to be a thirst for sci-fi, but intelligent, creative sci-fi, which is why things like I'm concerned about life, passengers didn't land particularly well. People are wanting, there is that thirst for sci-fi movies right now and space movies, but they have to be intelligent. Right. Which is a shift Martian, rather than gravity. Pew, 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 aliens. Right. It, you know, it, it has to be, there has to be a good story. There has to be a good idea. Mm-hmm. There has to be a moral or something, and which is great for filmmakers because it's a brilliant arena to play in and an under, underserved genre. So, you know, he agreed there's definitely a hunger for that. But are you, are you feeling burned out on space movies? It feels like we get like one or two a year now. No, I don't think so. I think there's, there's uh, no, I think it's fine to have one or two a year. And I think if it's the right movie, and if it is, we, we saw this with Arrival. You know, if you put out good movie with good characters, right. good actor, good story, everything about it is quality, good production. Do you think life looks good? No. Yeah. I think life is going to suck. I really want to see it. I'm very concerned about it. Mm-hmm. That, to me, at the moment, watching the previews and stuff like that, smacks of a movie that has sat on the shelf and has just got a really good name cast attached to it, so it got made. I don't know about sat on the shelf. I thought it came together super quickly, actually. But, um, but you know, it's an idea that's kind of been there, and it's like, okay, who can we get attached? Like, it's kind yeah. of like, oh, someone's free for... Damon, Clooney, Affleck, all these guys, they've all yeah. been in space, and now it's Brad Pitt's turn. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting trend not... to take a look at. Jennifer Connelly is, is going to be the villain in Alita Battle Angel. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I like her, but really never ask actress. her about Labyrinth. <laughs> Got she it. doesn't like talking about Labyrinth. Um, I've learned that many times. All right, let's talk about some of the movies this week. I have not seen anything. I haven't been to a. Th- I saw Sleepless, but besides that, I haven't seen a movie since like Christmas. Okay, three big movies coming out this weekend. Uh, Lego Batman movie. Yep. Where, uh, where'd you stand? Uh, I thought it was good. Okay. I know it's got really high ratings from a lot of critics. I know it's done really well on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, for me, it was kind of about twenty minutes over long. Um, some of the jokes didn't hit quite right, but when it was funny, it was damn funny. Um, I think it was a little bit overstuffed, um, but it's very, very entertaining. Okay, it looks amazing, and I, I genuinely had fun with it. I just think it's a little bit flabby. It's going to do very well. It took two point two million in previews last night on Thursday. It's somewhere in the region of sixty to eighty million for an opening weekend, which I think is pretty, pretty good. Yeah, which is no, pretty solid for, for sure. Not quite as high as the Lego Movie, right? Uh, no, I think it that if it if it's at the top end of that, it it could pass. It passes Lego Movie, um, and obviously we know it's, the, it's the Ninja the, Go Movie coming Batman out. So edge, obviously, yeah, which was a very very popular character from the Lego Movie. Obviously now in his own film, um, I think it'll do really really well. I know a lot of people are very very excited about it. Okay. Um, also out this weekend, Fifty Shades Darker. Yeah, what'd you think of that? I would rather eat my own shit. 
and go and see that movie. <laughs> I hate so it. so mean to Fifty Shades. Can't we give E.L. James no, a break? No, I just... I, no, I mean, I, I didn't like the books. I read the books. They were rubbish. Um, here's, a, here's a fun fact for you. When I was in school, I used to write erotic stories and sell them to the other kids. Dude, we. Gotta, I was a teenager. We, I wasn't we, like eight. We, we got to talk about this off the air. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. Fast, that's fascinating. And it was badly, 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 badly written soft porn. Badly written. So you were ahead of the curve. I was ahead <laughs> of the curve. I can't believe you read the books plural. Like, yeah, I, it wasn't well, just, just it was one. Su- and it was done. such a phenomenon, and in, in the UK, you know, I had to do so much work related to Fifty Shades writing right. articles and you, stuff you like wanted that. To know. I wanted to know what what the fuss was all about, and it was shit. Um, I did not like Fifty Shades of Grey. I thought it was a very weak movie. Worse than the first one. Uh, I haven't seen Fifty Shades Darker. I would literally. Oh, I thought you. No, oh, I, thought I you have said not you saw seen the Fifty Shades. Okay, no, okay, okay. the trailers look rubbish. It just, it just, I apparently agree. it is not good. The reviews have not been good. Even Universal yeah. is saying it's not expected to meet, you know, well, what, it's definitely not the first to, one. Yeah. It's not going to, it's not going to happen. Um, previews last night, $5.7 million. It's the uh, sixth highest R rated Thursday of all time, which is fine, but it's not great. It's looking at around $40, 46000000 million, which is below what Fifty Shades of Grey did. It's still higher than what I thought it was going to pull. Yeah, um, I mean, well, I mean, people like, my, my wife said maybe people want to go and watch a little bit of soft porn in the theatres, and I'm like, just stay at home and Google porn. I mean, again, it's, it's, if you want val- it's Valentine's Day. I'm sure it'll be a popular date. I think it'll probably have a huge drop next isn't weekend, it, but yeah. it'll, it'll have a sturdy week, I, I think. I think you're right, but isn't it a bit creepy to go to this on, on Valentine's, Valentine's Day? Day? I don't know. <laughs> people have unusual tastes. They do. Yeah, but if they have unusual tastes, they're probably looking for that taste on the internet rather um, than paying fifteen dollars to go to the ArcLight. And what? What? And, to, and this John week's third Wick, release? Well, chapter John Wick two. two, chapter two, um, which I loved. Absolutely love that movie. Seriously, we don't make action movies like this anymore. It's something I, I, I spoke to the, to the cast and the director about recently. We don't make action movies like this, which is just balls to the wall, proper hard ass. The last movie that I saw that was to me an action movie like this was The Raid. Yeah. You know, this is just gung-ho. 2.2 million last night um, on previews. It's coming in at around 26.5 million for predictions for the weekend. I think it could do more than that because there's a lot of anticipation for this movie. Word of mouth is very, very strong. I think it's going to pull in more than People that. People dug the first film, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, that lot, came out of nowhere. discovered it on VOD or whatever. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. So, I think at the moment it's looking like Lego Batman number one, Fifty Shades number yeah, two, and John expected. Wick. I can see John Wick possibly taking that second spot. It's not going to come out on top this weekend, but I would not be surprised if it takes second spot then. I would be shocked. It's a great movie. You really should go and see it. It's worth your money. I almost saw it last night, and I think I am going to see it on uh, Sunday. Okay. On Sunday, I um, I have to go to the mall to the Apple store to get my phone fixed. I lost all my text messages this week. All my songs deleted from my phone. No one at Apple can really tell me you know, they're just blaming me for not backing it up, but yeah. it's like I could have sworn I had backed things up. And um, so someone had mentioned on my Twitter just that there was an iOS update that, that was responsible. Right. And I would like some kind of acknowledgement of that or apology from Apple. We'll see if I can recover my shit. I'll get them on the phone. Um, it's like seven, not on your seven phone, years of text messages, all the dirty mess, all the dirty photos that Natalie Portman sent me or whatever. All the dick pics that you sent out. Yeah, exactly. Man. <laughs> that is. Uh, <laughs> What else is going on? I just on? said that. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope you didn't send Jeez. me dick pics. Oh, my God. Wow. Like, never, never. That. Not me. Um, <laughs> How are you going to fit all that in one text? we got three minutes left in this show. Let's make yeah. the most of it. Here's, um, here's a thought. I, 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 I was talking to, to you about this before we came on the show. Um, uh, Night Ranger, Secret of My Success, randomly came. I say randomly. I actually chose it on my Spotify list this week. I was driving to downtown. Thought I'd fancy a bit of Canadian rock. Um, and The Secret of My Success. Isn't that movie due a remake? I am not, I'm I, not a big Secret uh, yes, to My Success what? fan, so I don't really what? care. I love